Well done, Matt. <clears throat> Thank you. <clears throat> I love that story. That's an incredibly powerful story, so I'm just going to move these mics a little bit. The one thing you will never hear me do is try to do an accent like Matt does, but <laughs> does it so well. Um, so this morning... Let me, let me ask you this. Have you guys ever had a dream, <clears throat> you, know, you know, one of those dreams where you go out to start something and then something goes wrong and you, just, you can get to a certain point and it, just, it all stops there and you just go in circles all over and over and over again? You know what I'm talking about? I had one of those dreams earlier this week, Monday, it was either Monday or Tuesday, that I came to preach and I had no notes. I knew kind of where, where I wanted to go and I, could, I would start and then it would just all disappear, and I'd start over, and it would just all disappear. So hopefully that's a dream that doesn't come true today. Um, it's just, it's one of those things when, when you know you have to prepare, it's playing in the back of your mind, and then you dream about it, and all kinds of crazy things happen in your dreams. Um, but I'm not going to be talking about dreams this morning. If you would, um, turn your copies of Scripture to John chapter 10. John chapter 10, it's a very familiar portion of scripture. Um, It's a story of the good shepherd, Jesus in his dialogue with the people he's with, the religious leaders and his disciples and others. And he's giving a description of himself um, to to the people um, who are listening. So my mind was was drawn um, to this portion of scripture in the last uh, three or four weeks, I think maybe, our small group's been doing a study um, through Psalm 23, and then we just we'd watch it online on Right Now Media. By the way, Right Now Media. For those of you who don't know, our, that's something our church has a subscription to Right Now Media. Um, tons, thousands of incredibly good resources, great resources for children. Um, as well as adults. So if you're at all interested, you'd want to sign up for Right Now Media, let me know. Um, all I need to do is have your, get your email, and you'll get an email, and then um, you, can, you can be all set up and access all the information. But we've been, we were doing a study on Psalm 23, and I, it was really, really good. It's such a familiar portion of Scripture, but when you actually stop and think about it a little bit, then we just take turns um, commenting or something that, that struck us. But there was a connection made to John chapter 10 here where Jesus talks about himself as being the good shepherd. And so all that stuff was going through my mind the last number of weeks and everything that's been happening um, in our world. And so I want to read from John chapter 10. I want to read the first six verses. And then I'm just going to read um, a, couple, a selection of a couple of verses on down through for the sake of time. So if you want to follow along, I'm reading from the ESV in John chapter 10. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, 
for they do not know the voice of a stranger. This figure of speech Jesus used to them, with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. Now I'm going to jump down to verse 11 and then 14 and 15. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And then way down in verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Do you ever hear just a ton of voices ringing in your head? seems to me that we live in, a, in an age, it's probably, I guess, probably no different, it's, but we do, where there's voices bombarding us from every different direction. Some voices are really, really loud. Maybe some are obnoxious. Some are really quiet. Some of the voices that we hear are really grating. They really get on our nerves. They get under our skin. Has that ever happened to you? I hope I'm not the only one. But some are really, really soothing and calm. Some are honest. Some are dishonest. Some are misleading. Some are accurate. Some of the voices that we hear cause us to react in negative ways due to circumstances we've experienced in life. Some of the voices fill us with fear. Some fill us with peace. And if we're honest, there's probably a piece of us that always gravitates to the voices that affirm an opinion that we have or something that we think is right or sounds right. So there's voices in the present, but there's voices ringing in our heads too from our past that color our present, aren't there? So all these voices that are coming at us, they're coming at us through through the world, through social media, through news, through other people. I mean, just it's constant. And then we've got voices speaking in our own heads yet. We've got, we've got things that run like tape recorders in our own heads. And so as I was thinking about this the, the last number of weeks, with all these voices, this, this myriad of voices, and they're all clamoring for your attention. Every one of these voices wants your attention and your focus. And so in the midst of that, how do you hear the voice of one, the one, the only one, whose voice we should be listening to and following? How do we hear, specifically hear, the voice of the Good Shepherd? So that's what I want to kind of focus on. This is such a broad, broad scripture, but I want to focus mainly on the shepherd and his voice and then how we respond what does his voice sound like? How do we stay tuned to that voice? <clears throat> so first of all, let's look at the shepherd. What image, if I tell you, if I give you um, the scenario of a shepherd with his flock of sheep, what image is conjured up in your mind? Do you get a picture in your head? If you're anything like me, it's, it's this some kind of peaceful, serene setting with a flock of sheep contentedly grazing. Um, there might be a brook or tri trickling through the field. The shepherd's sitting there. Everything is just peace and calm. So is that accurate? 
is it accurate or not? Well, I think there's probably pieces of that that are actually accurate and true. Because, um, well, let me, let me back up. So, the idea of a lush green pasture constantly being where, where the sheep are being fed is probably not accurate. Um, it may be in some cases, but certainly not in the time here where Jesus was speaking and what the people would have heard. The people would have heard, um, so the shepherds would take their flocks of sheep out on the steep, steep hillsides, and there would be little bits of grass scattered throughout, and they would be grazing through that. And so it was on this steep mountainside, not necessarily comfortable and maybe a peaceful place, and yet the, picture, the, the part of the picture that I think is accurate or is true is the sheep are at peace, they're calm, and that is not because of their surroundings, it's because of who's with them. And that's the picture that I want us to, to think about and remember. So this idea of, of a shepherd with his sheep is, is used throughout Scripture. The Old Testament is full of it, the New Testament is full of it, speaking of Jesus or God and his relationship with his people. And it's incredibly comforting to think that God cares for us with the same kindness and the compassion and the care as a shepherd does for his flock. I don't know if any of you are actually shepherds or have sheep. We don't have sheep, we have goats. That's a whole different ballgame from sheep, I think. Um, They have a mind of their own. Um, But flocks of sheep, sheep were a staple in the economy here, obviously, in, in Jesus' time. But this primary responsibility of the shepherd was to provide for his flock and to protect his flock. And Jesus does that for us. And there's so many different ways um, that it describes the shepherd in this, in this portion of Scripture. I actually went through and with one color highlighter, highlighted all the things that it says that Jesus or the good shepherd does. And I went through with a different color highlighter and highlighted all the things that the, the sheep's response to the shepherd. And it's, it's really, really interesting. And I, One of the things that strikes me in it is that everything that the sheep do is in response to the shepherd. So the shepherd is the one who leads and guides and protects the sheep. The sheep are not out on their own. They follow the shepherd. The one thing that I want to focus on with the shepherd before we talk about his voice, is it's, it's mentioned in several places here, but that the shepherd knows his sheep. So think about that. The shepherd knows his sheep. And, and as I studied, uh, as I looked at that word, the, when you look back in the Greek, there's a difference used in the Greek word for know the, when it talks about the shepherd knowing his sheep than the one that is used with the, shep- the sheep knowing the voice. That's a different word, and we'll talk about that later. But the word that, that describes the good shepherd, Jesus, knowing his people, the shepherd knowing his sheep, simply means to completely, with complete and absolute understanding. And it implies a, relation, a relationship between the person who is knowing and the person or the object that is known. It says that what or who is known, which is us, 
is of value and importance to the one who knows the, sh the shepherd, who, which is the shepherd. Now, I would, I guess I don't know this for sure, but I would, if I'd be a guy who would bet, if a guy, a shepherd, who takes care of his flock every day has a hundred sheep out there, I'm convinced that that shepherd knows every individual sheep in that whole flock. I think he sees the whole flock. He, he most certainly does. But a shepherd knows every individual sheep in that flock. He knows which one is the ordinary one who's going to try to run off to the side somewhere. He knows which one's going to be at the front of the flock every day, which one's going to be at the back, which one's the slowest, which one has the weakest immune system, which one needs the most tender care. He knows that. There's no question in his mind. He knows every individual sheep in that flock with that kind of intimacy and connection. Our shepherd, Jesus, knows each one of us with that same kind of intimacy and connection. And I think it's perhaps one of the most comforting and freeing truths for us to grasp and embrace is to know and believe that we are fully known and completely loved. Now, we show up here Sunday morning. You all look so pleasant. You guys are all dressed up and smiling. But what if, if I put up on that screen everything that I thought and felt this week, he'd probably run me off the stage. Actually, he probably should. No. But it's, um, there, I felt a lot of anger this week. There was a lot of good things that happened this week. There were a lot of things that were frustrating. I probably kicked a couple of cows this week. I, you know, I got frustrated with people. Some people you want to feel like you're slapping them upside the head. Those things are all going through my mind. But you don't ever see that. And I think it's, those are things that go through your mind as well, but we don't see it. Now, I'm not suggesting that we do that because I don't think that'd be healthy. But there is one who knows. And that's not a scary thought. See, sometimes I, I, th I used to live with this, this, this idea that Jesus knows everything, that it's scary, I better behave, or, or, or something's going to happen if I mess up, or I think something bad. He knows and he still completely loves me. And there's something in that, when that truth grips us and grasps us, there's something in that that drives us and gives us a desire that goes deeper and deeper to follow the good shepherd. We want to follow the shepherd, not because we need to make him happy, but because we know we're completely loved and completely known. So we bring everything that we have to the, to the shepherd. There are wounds that a shepherd needs to bandage. There are things that the shepherd needs to convict of and that we need to repent of. There are broken bones that he needs to set in each one of us. There's brokenness. The shepherd comes and he deals and he takes care of that. <clears throat> that idea of the shepherd knowing his sheep individually is reinforced in verse 3 and verse 4 that we had read. It says, when the shepherd comes to get his sheep, he calls them all by name. 
Every sheep he calls by name. The picture that's giving here, given here, my shoe just got untied, so hopefully I don't trip and fall on my face. Um, the picture that's given here is in, in this time, in Jesus' time, there would be these big stone corrals that all the shepherds would bring their sheep into at night, and they would keep them in there at night to keep them safe. And there would be one opening, and a guy would sit there that was the gatekeeper at the opening to keep out any predators or whatever may, may come. But in the morning, the shepherds would come to gather their flocks of sheep. Now, you've got 10 flocks of sheep in there. The shepherd probably could go through and just one by one go grab his sheep and, and bring them out. But what would be done is the shepherd would stand outside of that gate and he would call his sheep. And the flock that belonged to that shepherd would separate themselves out and they would come and they would follow that sheep. If you listen, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of YouTube videos um, you can watch, but every shepherd has a distinct cadence to his call. Everyone, if you've got dogs, if you've got cows, if you've got sheep, it doesn't matter what it is. How every person calls that animal is different and it's unique. And they get used to that and they know that. And that's how the shepherd would call his sheep out from the flock or from, from that big corral. So what's the response of the sheep or the responsibility of the sheep is to hear his voice and it's to know his voice. And so the word, I, I told you, the word that's used for, here for know when it's talking about the sheep knowing the, vo the voice of the shepherd it means to have seen or perceived, to know from observation. And so as I was thinking about all these voices that we hear, how do we know it's the voice of our shepherd? How do we know it's the voice of Jesus that's calling us? When we've got all this stuff clamoring and ringing around in our heads, am I hearing right? Am I just imagining it? Am I, is it wrong? But the word here, that's that the know that is used is a word that speaks of experience. We know the voice of the shepherd for one reason. That's because the shepherd is with his sheep. It speaks of a deep relationship that the sheep have with the shepherd. It speaks of an intimate understanding on the part of the sheep, an intimate understanding of how the shepherd thinks to the point where the sheep actually imitate the shepherd and they know exactly where the shepherd's going to go. They know exactly what the shepherd is going to do. Sometimes I think we probably complicate this whole thing. We want this big, ah, okay, so that's what the voice of Jesus sounds like. Do you know what? God's given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit rings true in each one of us when, the, when God speaks to us, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through prayer. So the voice, the sheep know the voice of their shepherd because of the fact that they are with his sheep. Now, if you think about, I don't know what it's like for you, but this is something that I am so desperately trying to learn. And if you, if you know how to do this and you do it well, let me know. But there's something when we sit 
and we have time with God where we, we read Scripture and we pray. And it seems most of the time when I'm doing that, all I'm doing is talking. How do we sit with God, with the shepherd, and just be with him? What does that look like? That's something I'm trying to learn, is not to be talking, but to simply sit with him and listen. Enjoy being in the presence of the, sh- of the shepherd. So the sheep are out. They're, they're living in, they're living, or they're out on the hillsides grazing with no fear, totally at peace, because the shepherd is there. Um, a book, maybe I'm, Wondering how many of you have read the book Marcus mentioned it last week, Tattoos of the Heart. Several of you have. Highly recommend it. Um, but one of there's there's a guy the guy who writes it. I think it's Gregory Boyle. Am I right, bookman? Don't know. <laughs> I think it's Gregory Boyle, but he works with um, with gangs in L.A. Has for twenty thirty years, I think. But there's one, there's one theme, or one thing that he mentions numerous times as he goes through his book. He says that Jesus, Jesus is not for the outcast. He is not for the orphan. He's not for the widow. He is with the outcast. He is with the orphan. He's with the, the, the widow. So, so take that. It seems like a subtle difference, but I think it's pretty significant when you stop and you think about the difference that's there. We can say we're all for taking care of the orphans, but does that ever produce action? What, what, is it, what would it look like if we were actually with instead of being for? So think about that. And the, the, reason, I, the reason I say that is because being with someone there's no substitute for that if you've been married for any length of time you can probably look at your spouse and you can probably know what they're thinking you don't even have to say a word and you know what's going on in their heads that's that happens from being with from being together and that needs needs to be such a, a big part of our lives with with jesus and i guess i'll say this and i'm saying this to myself if sunday morning service if this, this morning is the extent of my being with Jesus, then I'm afraid I might have a good difficulty recognizing his voice. Because just as the sheep feel safe and secure on the hillside, no matter what's around them, because the shepherd's there, we need to live with that kind of a presence of Jesus in our everyday lives, where there's no separation from Sunday morning to Monday morning. Where the, the presence that we're, that we're with is the same every day of the week. And so in the midst of all these voices, the voice of Jesus speaks, and you could add to this list, speaks peace into chaos. The voice of Jesus speaks hope into despair, clarity into confusion, gentleness into harshness, unity into division, love into hatred, comfort into pain healing into brokenness. Those are some of the things that the voice of our shepherd speaks. And because of who the shepherd is, we can then walk out and follow the shepherd. We didn't even touch on the fact that it talks about the shepherd is called the good shepherd. 
How many of you believe that God is good? Really? Do I? All the time. Do you know why he's good? Here's at least one reason. Verse 4, it says, He goes before them. And I just want to close with this. We follow our shepherd because he's good, not because the path that he leads us on is easy. You don't have to live very long to know or to recognize that the path that Jesus leads us on is not going to be filled with just a smooth, lush eating as you're going. It's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. It's going to go to places where you're going to be afraid to go. But we go because he's good and he goes before us. Chronicles of Narnia. I hope you guys have all watched those, those movies at least. But one of those, I don't remember which character it was, but asked of Aslan, Aslan representing God, is, is he good or is he safe? And the answer was, no, he's not safe, but he's good. He's good. God is always good. And so the path that we can walk and follow the shepherd because he's, he has walked to the path that he's calling you to walk. And think about this. The most dangerous thief, the most dangerous thing that a sheep can face is what? It's death. Right? It's most, the most dangerous thing that we can face. And yet death has been utterly defeated by the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for you and I. He has gone before us so that there's nothing that we will ever face that can destroy us. Nothing can ever tear us out of his hands. There's nothing that can separate the sheep from the shepherd or the shepherd from his sheep, sheep. not even death itself, because Jesus destroyed the fear of death, the sting of death on the cross. So as you go through out this next week at least. Be conscious of the voice of the Good Shepherd speaking to you. Be conscious in your listening. The responsibility or the call of the, the sheep is to hear, to know, and to follow. And we do that because the shepherd knows his sheep, he goes before his sheep, and he lays down his life for his sheep. So stay tuned to his voice, and not all those other things that are clamoring for your attention. Let's pause to pray, and then they're going to come up and sing another song, and then after prayer, if you would, just make your way um, outside, and we can chat outside there. So why don't you all stand? I'll stand, and we'll close in prayer here. God, thank you that you are our provider, you are protector, you go before us, God, as you lead us into a world that's filled with chaos, filled with confusion, we can walk into the path and on the path that you call us to because you go there with us. And I thank you so much for that presence that is with us constantly, always with us. Help us be mindful of that. Help us to live in your presence tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, every single day as we go through this week and into the future. In Jesus' name, amen.